Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Colin Williams, the founder and chairman of New Era ADR, a platform designed to help litigants reimagine how they resolve disputes. Hi, Colin. How are you? Hey, Ari. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to our conversation. So tell us about your background and the genesis of New Era ADR. Very quickly through my background, I've been an attorney for 18 years. The first 11 of it, I was a litigator. So I started actually at a great Southeastern firm called Butler Snow for my first year, doing a lot of tobacco and diet drug litigation, that type of thing. Came back home to Chicago, where I'm originally from, and joined Greenberg Traurig. I was at Greenberg for close to 10 years, then went in-house, left Greenberg to sort of pursue the in-house counsel route and went to Oracle and had a really good time at Oracle, enjoyed everything about that but realized I was probably never going to become general counsel at Oracle and really wanted to branch out on my own. So I moved into this sort of tech startup world, worked for two tech startups. My last one was a company called Reverb.com. Fantastic company, eBay for musical instruments. They would hate me saying that, but to explain it in a quick way, it's the simplest way to put it. We were purchased by Etsy in 2019 for $275 million. That was my first M&A transaction. So bath by blood. But then worked for Etsy for about a year, and now I'm full-time on New Era. The genesis story of this company is actually really, really simple. When I was at Greenberg, I had a client who came to me, small business, did about $5 million in revenue a year, technology consulting business, two partners, they'd been working together for 14 years, decided at some point that they really no longer liked each other and really didn't want to work with each other again. To make a very long, sorted story short, we got involved in litigation. The litigation took six years. The client settled it on the eve of trial, literally walking to the courthouse, and they settled for $30,000. The client ended up spending $1.2 million in legal fees and obviously six years of their life. And they came to me afterwards and said, look, this is what it is. And we're not happy about having spent this kind of money. We're certainly not happy about spending this kind of time. But the reality is there's something that's far more upsetting to us about this entire process. And that's this. In six years and 80 hearings I attended, motions, status hearings, whatever they were, never one time did I stand in front of the judge and say, Your Honor, this is what happened. And I don't know that I was right. I don't think I was wrong. And I don't really care. But I'm kind of shocked that our litigation system provides no mechanism for me as a party to go tell a judge, this is my story. Give me a decision, right, wrong, or indifferent. If I have to pay, I have to pay. That's life. But I'm sitting here six years later, $1.2 million out of pocket, settled this thing for $30,000, and I still haven't told anybody my story. And he basically said, I'm just going to leave you with that. There's something wrong in this world where the justice system says it's not about the litigants and what happened. It's about the gamesmanship and the process and the procedure. So it really got my wheels turning. And one of the questions he had asked me, well, what if we had done arbitration? And my response was, it wouldn't have been a hell of a lot different probably would have been just as expensive, taken as much time. And so I really started thinking, well, what if we could create a platform that focuses on the facts and the advocacy and the story and not the rules and the process and the procedure and the gamesmanship? 
And that was the genesis of New Era ADR. And the idea was, let's do it all digitally too. Let's save people the travel and the time. Now, the idea is about five years old. And back then it was revolutionary to think, hey, we'll do legal proceedings on Zoom or Google Meets. Now it seems a little bit more logical. So maybe our timing is pretty good. But that's really the thesis. Let's create a place that people can go and tell their story and get a decision and get in and out. What barriers does it remove from litigation and what enhancements does this new process provide? There's a couple of things. I think that one of the biggest problems we've got in litigation right now is that there's so many rules and there's so much procedure and the process is so confusing to the actual litigants that there's just a really high level of fear, right? It's the unknown. People walk into this process and say, I'm just so confused. I wouldn't even know where to begin. And the truth is, if you go back to our central thesis, what litigation is really about is two people or three people or however many parties telling their story to a neutral party who's seen a bunch of things and can give them a decision. The biggest difference for us is we're ripping out (laughs) or not ripping out because we're starting without it, right? I guess that's a better way to put it. We don't have all the rules in the process and procedure. We're starting this business in a digital world. And we're saying, all right, what are the minimum amount of rules and procedure that we need to function efficiently on a digital platform and get people through the process? So we're saying we're going to focus on everything that gets you to the storytelling and the advocacy and gets your story out to this neutral party. We're not going to focus on how can we fight about one piece of paper And as a matter of fact, we're not even going to allow you to fight over that one piece of paper because it's not relevant to getting the story out and getting a decision. You know, that's probably the biggest way that we're different. We could talk a lot about technology. We're a technology company. Unlike a lot of the current players out there that are using different technologies to try and work through their processes in this digital age, we're building things bespoke that take you through this process. So we're creating technologies specifically made to get people through dispute resolution and to push them through the process. I think that's very different from an organization that's trying to cobble together a Dropbox and a Microsoft 365 and a G Suite and Zoom and all these different things to try and create a piecemeal process. Beyond the technology though, how is new era ADR different from traditional alternative dispute resolution? The number one way I would tell you, when you enter litigation, and we can talk a lot about technology too, because that's a very, very big part of it. But when you enter litigation, it's open-ended, right? And this might be the biggest problem with litigation. Because there's no deadline, there's no set finish line, things middle and they take forever. And that's how you end up with, I had a case at Greenberg that it was there when I started and it was there when I left. So it was going on for 10 years. And there's no deadline at the end. So from the most fundamental standpoint, we're creating an endpoint. We're saying, look, our procedure is going to take, if it's an arbitration, it's going to take 100 days. Now, it may exceed 100 days for various issues. People get sick, who knows, a global pandemic. There's all sorts of different things that can happen. But we're starting from the standpoint of there's an end. There's a finish line to this process. So let's drive this entire thing focused on the fact that there's a finish line. And that sounds like incredibly rudimentary and simple, and it is. But the reality is if you put people in a situation where you say this ends in 100 days, people will operate in a world where they believe it ends in 100 days. And if you put no end on it and you say this could end in 10 years, then people will operate in a world where it can end in 10 years. So fundamentally, that's the simplest and biggest difference between us. Now, once again, if you go back to rules and procedure, we're completely different, right? So we're really focusing on the neutral. It's very much our opinion that judges and arbitrators in a lot of ways are referees in litigation, and they're not players. 
we think they should be players. We think they should actually be influencing and driving the litigation towards the resolution instead of just sitting back and saying, well, I have to let these two parties play the game. If something goes wrong, I'll call it. But at the end of the day, I have to let that process occur. Fundamentally, we think that that person should be saying, this is how the process should be going. This is how the game should be played. And you guys are all going to adhere to how my rules and my procedures, because I'm driving this towards the end game. Who designates the decision maker? We have a rank and strike process. We have a couple of different products. They sort of run the gamut of mediation, a couple of hybrid products, mediation and arbitration. But we have access to a bench of about a thousand neutrals across the country, fantastic organization called the National Academy of Distinguished Neutrals. And what we do is depending on the process is very similar to traditional arbitration or mediation is we'll present a panel. A big part of our panels, we believe, is that this entire world needs much more diversity and we're trying to build that in. But we present a panel, a diverse panel, and then the parties can go ahead and rank and strike to get to the person that they think is the most capable of resolving their dispute. Now, an important part of that is because we've talked to a lot of attorneys who have said, well, look, my arbitrator decision process, that can take nine months by itself. So we're giving everybody 14 days. And if at the end of 14 days, you haven't chosen somebody or come to some sort of conclusion, then we're just going to appoint an arbitrator or a mediator. Because at the end of the day, it's all about operating within our time box and being efficient with your time, making good decisions quickly. And if you can't do that, then we're going to drive the process anyhow. What are the adoption hurdles you expect to face? The biggest one, when I first had this idea, the biggest one was hands down. People thought, Zoom, Google Meets, you're going to do legal proceedings on Zoom and Google Meets. That's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. And we acknowledged that back then that was going to be a very difficult hurdle. I mean, I figured we would probably spend two years just convincing people that it was logical and possible to do proceedings in this way. Well, February and March of 2020 roll around and all of a sudden, unfortunately, this pandemic comes out and people realize they have no choice. This is the only way you're going to be able to do things, at least for a set period of time. So we really thought that was going to be the biggest hurdle to adoption. And it, it kind of got pulled up. Because people now realize maybe this isn't perfect, but it's functional and we can do it. And it's only going to get better, right? If you really look at where we're at from a baseline standpoint, this was created by the pandemic necessity, but nobody evolved. This was just, let's figure out how to cobble things together and get things done. So if we look at this as the basement, this is only going to improve. And, but we really thought that was going to be our biggest, biggest hurdle. The other one was finding really good neutrals. And because of NADN being interested in what we're doing, we've probably solved that problem too. Take us through the process. How does your technology work? You know, on the most base level, what we're doing, and this is what I would call our table stakes products. We could talk for days, and obviously we don't have time today, about the roadmap and more interesting things we're going to do with data. But really fundamentally, our table stakes products, the mediation, the arbitration products, all they do is bring everything under one roof. So if previously you had to use a Dropbox to file documents and you had to figure out calendars by emailing people and looking at separate calendars or doing Calendly, you had to create Zoom meetings and send that somehow. Then you had to upload your documents to someplace. And then you had to come out with some sort of decision. You had to figure out how to get that signed or approved or whatever it is. We're just bringing all that stuff under one umbrella, right? So you have a very simple dashboard for whatever your proceeding is or your multiple proceedings. You can see where you are in the process. You communicate, you document, upload. Everything goes into one spot. So you can always find it. 
You can run the whole proceeding from that spot. It also has our deadlines. So it will tell you, you've got five days to upload something, get this done, right? You've got a deadline upcoming. And then at the end, like we can run the Zoom process. All the calendaring happens on the platform. We can run the Zoom process. And then when you actually come to some sort of resolution, if you come to a resolution or a decision or whatever it is, we can actually hash that out on the platform. We can get it all e-signed. So it's really just this concept of taking what's a very fragmented process right now and putting it all under one roof. Now, this is once again, table stakes. When we talk about the roadmap, there's all sorts of interesting things we can do with data and heat maps of jurisdictions and a marketplace for neutrals and matching you with the best person for your your particular dispute. So there's a lot of excitement around that stuff. But right now, the platform is really just that concept of let's put everything in one spot and make it really, really simple and secure. How do you see litigation evolving? The biggest thing is that because I've sat in private practice and I've sat on the client side. I call it the reckoning sometimes, but I think the reckoning is coming, which is on the client side, people are realizing we can do things digitally, we can do them more efficiently, and that it works. Once again, maybe not perfect, but it's going to get better and better and better. And this world's been opened up, right? I mean, as you know, you're a lawyer, I'm a lawyer. We've operated in a world where, you know, I don't want to say like powdered wigs and gavels, but not far off. I always look at like Cook County, our state court here. People are literally writing orders and still inserting carbon paper in between them. And I think that world is going to die. I think the need to go fly across the country for status hearings, I think it's over. I think the opportunity to do depositions and things, and maybe you still have to do a lot of like trial work live, not on our platform, but maybe for like big, big cases and things like that, there's probably still going to be a market for that type of thing. But even on the process to get to those things, and I'm talking about court proceedings here, that's going to go digital. People are going to use these platforms to get things done more efficiently and to do stuff online. And that's a fundamental paradigm change from the way that litigation has always existed. And I think it's a very good thing. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Colin Williams, the founder and chairman of New Era ADR, a platform designed to help litigants reimagine how they resolve disputes. Colin, thanks so very much. Thanks, Ari. really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.